الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected on my kram brothers and elders any sane person who has some understanding then he also understands that there's something called priorities if a person doesn't have sanity or doesn't have any understanding is a very small child still same but still a child immature doesn't have that amount of thinking ability that understanding so that's now excused that's mazur but now as the child has grown up he is now an adult so he is often rebuked and he is often reprimanded by his parents for not understanding priorities and when it is time to be for example studying for an examination he decides to go and take a break and to go and have some fun trip somewhere but now he is writing a very crucial examination in the week to come but he has decided to stop everything so everybody will be up in arms against him and they will be extremely disappointed with him that you haven't understood what is your priority that you have such an important examination and you want to take life easy or if somebody is now in the most busy time of the year his business is now at its peak and that son is a very key person in that business and he decides that now he is not coming to work for the next week because he is going to play golf somewhere so that parent would be extremely hurt disappointed upset and all the other words that we can add to it that what is your problem don't you understand what is a priority this is a time to be working this is a time to now be putting in the best effort to maximize the profits so all these things we understand that there's something called priorities every person who's worked so hard to earn his wealth he's slogged so much for it and something happens in terms of his health so now he's prepared to spend the last cent for his health he worked so hard for it and after so many years he gathered and amassed so much of wealth but now for his health to save his life he's prepared to spend everything because there's something there's a priority that if there's no health then what's the point in all the wealth so those who have deeper understanding who allah taala has blessed with iman then they understand that there is the importance of wealth also and more important than that is a person's health and his life but even more important than that is his iman life is never going to remain forever nobody has come to stay in this world forever everybody is on a journey and we are all headed towards the akhirat so soon or later one day everybody is going to be leaving this dunya and moving on to the akhirat 
So no matter how much we try to protect that life, we'll one day have to leave it. But what's going to benefit a person after this life has gone from dunya? Then it's his iman and his amal. Everything else will get left behind. Everything else will be of no avail. But the iman and the righteous deeds and what he sent ahead for himself, that is what's going to benefit him. So when a person has the priority of his health and life, he's prepared to spend every last cent to protect that. When a person has the importance of iman and he understands the priority of iman, then anything that comes in the way of that iman, anything that becomes an obstacle, anything that's going to cause harm to that iman, anything that is going to become a means of a deficiency and loss in that iman, then he will be able to very easily sacrifice that. He will not allow it to come anywhere near because the greatest importance is his iman. But if that importance is not there, the reality of that iman is not there, then a person will be ready to sacrifice that iman, Allah forbid, for a few coppers, for some entertainment, for just having some fun. But his amal, his iman will then just be a secondary thing. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So on the one hand, this is the reality that we have to realize and understand that our iman is the highest priority in our lives. And we have to do the best to protect this iman, to protect our amal. At the same time, our deen is complete and perfect. There's no deficiency in deen. اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا. Allah Taala revealed this ayat on Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam while he was on in Hajjatul Wada. And Allah Taala revealed this ayat that today I've perfected this deen for you. It's completed. This perfect deen has taken care of every need of insan. So on the one side, this is his highest priority. He will never sacrifice his iman for anything. And whatever is going to benefit his iman, his amal, that's not going to be sacrificed for anything. But at the same time, Allah Ta'ala has taken care of all insan's needs. He has a need also to sometimes take a break, sometimes take a small little some relaxation. So this hasn't been forbidden in deen. There's one incident mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, where once Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala an, he came to visit his friend, Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an, his brother. This brotherhood that Nabi Kareem sallallahu had forged between the Muhajireen and Ansar. So he was made the brother of Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an. So in any case, he one day came to visit his brother Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an. Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala an was extremely immersed in ibadat. So in any case, he came. So Abu Darda radiallahu now received him. He's a guest. He had some food prepared for him. And he presented the food to eat. So Salman said to him, and he said to him that you go ahead, you eat, I'm fasting. That you the guest, it's been prepared for you, you go ahead and eat. But I'm fasting. And his practice was that he would fast every day. Without any break. So Salman was probably aware of this. He said to him, I'm not eating till you eat. It was a nafil fast. And for the sake of entertaining a guest, it is permissible to break a nafil fast, but a qaza will have to be made later. But for this purpose in particular, 
So, he insisted that he eats with him. So in any case, he ate. Later at night now, it was time to go to rest for a while. So Abu Darda started now performing some, about to start off his salah. Starting off his salah late at night. So he said to him, no, you go and sleep. Salman instructed him, you sleep. So he accepted, he went to sleep. But after a short while, he started waking up again to go and perform salah. Now this is still in the early hours of the night, still long, long night left. So no, you sleep. So in any case, he slept again. But it was now the latter part of the night, the last one third of the night. He said to him, now you wake up. And then both of them performed their wudu, and both of them engaged in salah, and then completed the night. After the night was passed, so Hazrat Salman advised him that inna li rabbika alayka haqqa that your Rabb has a right over you. So therefore fulfill the rights of your Rabb. Top of the list. That's the first priority. That your Rabb has a right. And you must fulfill the right of your Rabb. Inna li rabbika alayka haqqa wa li nafsika alayka haqqa Your body also has a right over you. Your body needs some sleep. It needs some rest. You cannot push it beyond its limit. So therefore give your body its due as well. Give it its rest. Give it its nourishment. And wali ahlika alayka haqqa. And your family also has a right. So therefore, fa'ati kulladhi haqqin haqqa. Give every person their right. Give Allah Ta'ala his right. Don't compromise the laws of Allah Ta'ala for anything. That is the right of Allah Ta'ala. It's time for salah. Then make sure the salah is performed. It is time for any other ibadat. Then make sure that is performed. It is time to put the gaze low. Because there is some haram in the vicinity. Then that's the right of Allah Ta'ala. That then, قُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُ فُرُوجَهُمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and to protect their chastity. That's the right of Allah Ta'ala. It is the right of Allah Ta'ala that when you are being tempted towards now going to some haram place, then don't give in to that temptation. Stay far away from it. Stay far away from those haram, from consuming haram. إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ وَالْأَنْصَابُ وَالْأَزْلَامُ رِجْسٌ مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَجْتَنِبُوهُ Allah Ta'ala says, Verily, all intoxicants, khamr, and all intoxicants with it. And likewise, all forms of gambling. رِجْسٌ مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ This is filth. Allah Ta'ala is calling it filth, rids. It is najis, it's filth. مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ From the handiworks of shaitan. Shaitan wishes to destroy a person's dunya, destroys akhirat more, more than this dunya, destroys akhirat as well. So Allah Ta'ala says, Fajtani boo, totally refrain from it. Now this is Allah Ta'ala's right. That a person gives up this sin and does not go into such environments, environments of gambling, environments of zina, environments of all the other vices and fitna and nudity and whatever. So all this Allah Ta'ala's right. So give Allah Ta'ala his right. Then insan, being insan, he's weak, he has needs. So his needs are also there. He has needs for resting his body. He has emotional needs also. He has a need for some mental relaxation as well. And Nabi Kareem Wasallam, he took care of all this. He was beyond needing all this. But for the azwadi mutahharat and to give the ummah a lesson, he took care of this as well you'll find in the books of Hadith Sharif, a chapter on Mizahu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
the light-heartedness of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He would sometimes have a light-hearted moment with the Sahaba Ikram, with the Azwaj Mutahharat, but all that was in its limits. That light-heartedness was a necessary thing for them to be gaining that mental relaxation for a while, but that was to the extent of salt in the food. That was a salt in the food. And there's a proportion. How much of food, so much of salt. So now what is the proportion that we have? That too is something now that we have to consider. So in any case, this was the point that we wish to draw from here, that Nabi Kareem Salaam took care of all this. He took care of all these needs and thought the ummad that look, this is something that you should take care of as well. Inna li rabbika alayka haqqa wa li nafsika alayka haqqa wa li ahlika alayka haqqa Your family has a right as well. Any case, the next day Hazrat Salman came and he mentioned all this to, to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa This is what happened. Abu Dharda mentioned it. This is what happened. I was fasting. He made me now do this and he made me now sleep for a while. And then this is what he advised me in the end. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa endorsed it. He said, Sadaqa Salman. Salman spoke the truth. What he said is a reality. So this is insan. We have all these needs. But, Inna li rabbika alayka haqqa. Top of the list is the right of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This little need of relaxation, of some mental relaxation, this is the salt in the food. Now if that is going to become the object of life, then obviously this is going to create turmoil. And unfortunately, by and large, this is becoming the trend. That a person lives his life for a holiday. And no more the holiday is to take a break. Rather, a person has to take a break from the holiday. After the kind of holiday that he's had, he has to take a break to recover from the holiday. Because the holiday has become an object in life. So therefore, there is no nothing spared in doing whatever it takes to enjoy life to the full. In the process, inna li rabbika alayka haqqa is also forgotten. That my priority is my Rabb. My Allah must be pleased with me. I cannot put myself in an environment that Allah Ta'ala becomes displeased. I cannot go to places that's going to harm my iman. That's going to erode my consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So when a person has this priority in him, he understands his priority, then he's not going to just put himself anywhere and everywhere. He's going to be concerned about where he goes, what he's doing. Because that environment where there's sin, there's vice, there's fitna, and all the evils are taking place, it's a very dangerous environment to be in. There's one Hadith Sharif mentioned that in the time before Qiyamat, there's an army that will march. And the purpose of this army will be to go and destroy the Kaaba Sharif. Al-Iyazu Billah. Jaishul Kaaba. So Nabi Kareem Salaam is giving this detail that this will come, it will happen. That this army will march with this very, very evil purpose to go and destroy the Kaaba Sharif. Nabi Salaam says when they will come to some point in a in the journey, it will be an open field. فَإِذَا كَانُوا بِبَيْضَاءَ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ يُخْسَفُ بِأَوَّلِهِمْ وَآخِرِهِمْ They will come past this open field, and as they are passing this open land, every one of them will be swallowed up into the earth. The azab of Allah Ta'ala will come and seize them. 
We often take it for granted. Life is carrying on. I've been doing all these things for ages. All this now, these threats of azab and all these things. Life is carrying on. What's, what's happening to me? Nothing happened to me. We should never ever take advantage of the respite of Allah wa ta'ala. The respite of Allah ta'ala is there for a person to take heed and come back to Allah ta'ala. To make tawbah. Otherwise Allah forbid, if that azab comes suddenly, as Allah ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif, that فَلَمَّا نَسُومَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ A very very pertinent ayat to ponder over and reflect. Allah ta'ala says, when they forgot Allah ta'ala, فَلَمَّا نَسُومَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ The reminders that were given to them through the Quran Sharif, through the Hadith Sharif, the Anbiya Ali Musallatu Wasallam in their times gave the reminders. After Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the servants of Deen they gave the reminders, and the Quran is all the time reminding, and the Hadith are all the time reminding, but they forgot the reminders. Falamma nasuma dukkirobi. What happened? What happened was Allah Taala says, "Fatahna alehim abwaab kulli shay." Then we just opened out the doors to them. Everything started pouring out for them. Pouring out what? Everything that they thought was now, this was Jannah coming on earth. What they desired, they got. The wealth poured down, the luxuries and comforts poured down. They were having a grand life. And then they got so caught up in this, فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَا أُوتُوا أَخَذْنَاهُمْ بَغْتَى فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْلِسُونَ When they became proud over what they now were enjoying and feeling this is all mine and I can do as I please. And what's this being threatened about azab and all these things? Allah Ta'ala says when they got caught up in this, أَخَذْنَاهُمْ بَغْتَةً Our azab suddenly came upon them. They were seized suddenly. بَغْتَةً Suddenly. No prior notice. No warning. Suddenly. فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْلِسُونَ And they were now suddenly bewildered. What happened? Where it came from? How this happened? But now when it already happened, it's too late to do anything about it. Then it's too late. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So Allah Ta'ala gives respite not to take advantage of it. The respite is to take heed, a chance, come back. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they may return to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. So in any case, this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Salaam says, that these people now passing through this piece of land, and everybody, the azab come, will come, and swallow every one of them into the ground. So Sahaba were very surprised at this. <coughs> and they asked, how will this happen, that every last one of them will get swallowed? Why was the question? Because a common thing that used to happen in that time, that when there's a caravan moving, so somebody will take a lift. He's got nothing to do with what the purpose of that caravan is. But now to have the ease of the journey and the facility of having company, etc. So you take a lift, for example. Then somebody would take the opportunity of doing some trade. Now so many thousands of people are here, they're going somewhere, I'll get a chance to sell something, to make something and sell to them, whatever the case is. So he's taking the opportunity for some business and somebody something else. So now these people don't have that evil objective. They're not part of that evil intention. They're doing something else. So now when this happens and everybody will get swallowed up into the earth, 
it will mean these innocent people also got swallowed up. So how will this happen? Nabi Kareem said, yes, every one of them will get swallowed up. ثُمَّ يُبْعَثُونَ عَلَىٰ نِيَاتِهِمْ On the day of Qiyamah, the good will be sifted from the bad. But when the azab comes in dunya, it's not going to now start making any differentiation. Whoever is in the environment of the vice and evil, he'll get affected also. His piety in its place, but he's in an evil place, he's in an evil environment, and Allah forbid Allah's azab comes at that time, then that azab will affect him also. But on the day of Qiyamah, he'll get sifted away from the from the evil, and he'll get rewarded for his sabr as well. But in dunya, this is the rule of dunya. So now a person who has his iman as his priority, his deen as his priority, his amal as his priority, he will understand this. And he won't be looking around to see what happened. So many years I've been doing the same thing, going to the same places, what happened? He'll be looking first at his heart. How dead my heart has become. The azab is already there. The azab doesn't only come externally. The first place that the azab comes is on the heart. And it kills the heart. The spiritual heart becomes dead. And then the person has no zeal for any righteousness. No zeal for salah, for fasting, tilawat of the Quran Sharif. There's no zeal for anything. What there is zeal for? The only thing is to now have fun, excitement, and just enjoy life carry on entertaining oneself. That becomes the purpose of life. The be all and end all of life. And in that moment Allah forbid now, life suddenly goes, what kind of life a person left? So this was the warning Nabi Karim gave with us. And then there's another Hadith Sharif, which we've discussed many times, but the Ibrat in it is many, very great. That when Nabi Karim was heading towards Tabuk, so on the way, he had to pass through by the by Hijr, where the people of Samud were living, and the Azab of Allah had come thousands of years prior to this journey of Nabi Kareem sallallahu and they were destroyed. The ruins were there. And people used to cross past this place, they used to travel across, so they used to draw water from the wells, the wells were active. So now the Sahaba, 30,000 strong army, they are going to Tabuk. So as they are passing through, some went ahead, they were already in front. So they came, water, water was anywhere water available, you take the water immediately. So they drew the water out of the wells. Some used the water to make their flour, for making their bread. Some filled it into their containers. Nabi Karim was informed, some have already reached this area. This is what they have done. They've taken the water, they've already made their flour. Nabi Karim instructed that water must be discarded. Water was precious as gold in that time in this kind of journey. More precious than gold. Discard that water. That flour that has been kneaded already, that dough that has been made. On a journey, limited provisions. Now this already is ready to just bake and eat. Nabi Karim says, discard that to the animals, let them eat it. No insan, no, none of the sahaba should consume this. Why? This is a place where azab has come. When the azab came, thousands of years before, centuries is too small, millennia, thousands of years prior, the azab came. And Nabi Karim now says to them, لا تدخلوا مساكن الذين ظلموا أنفسهم إلا أن تكونوا باكين. Don't 
enter the places of those who had oppressed themselves. This was a place where people oppressed themselves. They disobeyed Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. They committed shirk. They got involved in so much of vice and sin. Now they are destroyed. They are gone. But the azab came upon them. Don't enter the places of those who oppress themselves. But now out of necessity you have to pass through. What are you going to do? Now this is the road. There's no way besides this road. So, illa antakunu bakin, except that you are crying. If your eyes can't cry, then at least the heart must cry. The eyes crying is not in one's control, but the heart crying is in his control. So, don't pass through here except you are crying. Why? Out of fear that that azab that came upon them must not befall you. Now this is a place where azab happens thousands of years prior. What about that place in those environments where the, this is a place where the sin and the vice took place thousands of years prior and then the azab came. So what about those places where the fitna is live and this not fitna, intense fitna. In this time of the year, we all know what goes on what goes on in so many public places, what goes on in all the holiday spots, is not just fitna, it is intense fitna. If anybody walks through that area for one moment also, if he comes out with his iman unaffected, then he'll be a karamat. Now where the fitna is live, and where the sins are at an intense level happening live, how much of fear there should be for azab in such a place? And if the azab is not on the physical self, then the heart doesn't get saved. The heart is very sensitive. The body is still, the rest of the body is still able to take something. But the heart, heart is very sensitive. The spiritual heart is even more sensitive. When that azab comes in the spiritual heart, Allah forbid what's next. So this is not a time to become lax about our iman. Not a time to now become carefree. A time to become now very, very casual. No, this is a time to become more concerned. As mentioned, deen hasn't given us, prohibited us from having a little bit of a break, a little bit of a, some off time, but not in a way that breaks our deen. That break is not to break our deen, not to break our amal, not to break the command of Allah Ta'ala, not to break fulfilling the right of Allah Ta'ala. The highest priority, inna li rabbika alayka haqqa, that your Rabb has a right over you. And the Rabb, our Rabb has the right over us. The greatest right of Allah wa ta'ala over us is that we don't disobey Him. We don't displease Him. Allah is our creator. He is our sustainer. He is our nourisher. He is our benefactor. With His grace we take every breath. And only by His grace every morsel goes down our throat. And only by His grace that morsel then goes down and turns into nourishment into the body. Had it not been His grace, we'll choke on that morsel. If not His grace, we won't be able to take that oxygen in. We'll be choking without that oxygen. That Allah who's allowing us to breathe every moment, who's allowing that muscle to go down our throat, who's allowing it to turn into nourishment, who's providing that energy for us to walk and move, and then we use that energy to break His command. We use that energy to displease Him. What a height of ingratitude that will be. Our greatest priority is to earn the pleasure of Allah wa ta'ala. Whether it is any time of the year, whether it is in the month of Ramadan, whether it is in the holiday period of December, our priority is to please Allah wa ta'ala. 
So if we're taking a break, we don't break our deen. We don't break haya. We don't break modesty and shame. We don't break the values of iman. We keep our iman intact. We keep the values of iman intact. If in doing so we have to sacrifice everything else, then be so. Doesn't matter. We'll sacrifice everything else. But we won't sacrifice our deen. We have to face Allah wa ta'ala. Life, we have no idea how much we have left. It might be maybe just a few days left. Maybe one day left. Maybe a few hours or a few minutes or moments left. We have no idea. We have to be forever prepared for that. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we make iman the greatest priority in our life. We keep steadfast on deen and we live our life in such a way that when that moment of death comes, we meet Allah ta'ala in a manner that Allah ta'ala is pleased with us. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam.